Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now, let's get started. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. This podcast is designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief as they battle the bullying epidemic. Today, we're going to take a look at what the real three R's really are. You know, when I was a kid, I believed that if I excelled academically in the basics, that I'd be successful in life. Now, my parents insisted on good grades, and they made it known to me whenever they thought I wasn't working up to my potential. I never thought that I would get into college, but I did. However, I was almost asked to leave the school after my first semester because my grade point average was a 1. That's a D. I wasn't sure of my future, and I became frightened thinking about what would happen to me if I didn't start putting some real effort into my coursework. So I made the decision to go into teaching And the next three and a half years, I worked really hard and really applied myself. Now, this wasn't easy for me. I got a lot of help from a lot of folks who really took a big interest in me. And that's what was important. I had somebody in my corner. I had someone that would work along with me and help me. I had people in my corner that really took a big interest in me. And they they didn't come from within my family. They came from folks that I had 
run into in college, college professors and other folks who saw a lot of potential in me. And to this day, I'm very grateful for those folks. I truly am. And I remember them. Because the bigger the interest they took in me and the more potential they saw in me, the more confident I became. And I ended up graduating with a grade point average of 2.9. Now, that's a lot of A's. And I couldn't understand why those grades were so hard to achieve. Even though I had folks taking a huge interest in me, even though I developed the confidence, it was extremely hard. And I felt like I had to work three times harder than anyone else to get those grades. I had problems retaining information. I had problems being able to recall the information at test time. And that became frustrating because I had to sit down and memorize material. And this is something that I talk to teachers about all the time. That A that that kid gets on a report card is meaningless, meaningless, if in fact they haven't mastered the content. For me, it was painful to study. Now, you might say, by today's standards, I had test anxiety, but I had anxiety, period. And I didn't even realize it. I was constantly distracted by circumstances, relationships, and I was very insecure. And I was afraid of confrontations. And I was afraid of speaking my mind. And I usually said what I thought others of any significance wanted to hear. That's a dangerous place for a young man to be because you never develop any real thoughts of your own. You hear what someone else says and you might agree with it and immediately you adopt it as your idea. When it's not, it's someone else's thought. You don't take the time, or I didn't take the time, to sift through information and try and discover and draw my own conclusions. I didn't have that ability. Now, here I am. I graduate with a 2.9. I worked very hard scholastically. I had a memorized material. I, was str I struggled to do it. I did it, but yet the insecurities were still there. Because just because you succeed scholastically doesn't mean that you're going to feel secure in all situations. I was very nervous in social situations. Some circumstances bothered me. Confrontations bothered me. A lot of things bothered me. I came to learn as I began my teaching career that my students, other teachers, and even the parents I work with had many of the same problems. I worked with kids who were emotionally disturbed. And I dare to say that the parents that were, that their parents were emotionally disturbed as well. And part of the problem with working with that group of people 
even though I had the training, someone, you're around emotionally disturbed people all the time, you're going to begin to believe at times who's right and who's wrong. The parents, the teachers, the students who were middle school students, 14, 15 years old, couldn't focus on academic tasks because they were caught up in the trials of their own life. Now, teachers and society in general began to believe at that time that those with these shortcomings, meaning anxiety and, you know, inability to focus, had attention deficit disorder. And I know myself, I know myself, that I had shortcomings and there were some pieces missing. My students had some pieces missing. The parents had pieces missing. And a lot of people that I was around had, people, had pieces missing. And I started to wonder, what were these missing pieces? What were they? Now, after many years of my own struggles, and after working with students, parents, and aspiring teachers as a college instructor, it became obvious that the problem that existed in schools and in society in general were not due to a lack of academic ability. I had solid ability to do academic work. I do now. And I probably did then. The problem was something that was my problem, and I saw it in others. It was a lack of ability to develop a sense of respect for authority figures and a lack of a responsible attitude regarding their academic assignments and behavior and the inability to figure out how you can form, how you can form meaningful relationships with parents, teachers, or any person of significance. Now, I had trouble with my parents and that translated into problems with other people. See, your parents are your first line of authority. They're in charge. Well, guess what? There's a lot of people in charge. You have a boss, you have teachers, you have college instructors, you have police, you have, I mean, there's tons of people in charge. And it's our job, it's our job to respond correctly to those people. But it starts with your parents and because of the fact that I had difficulty with my parents, every single other relationship that I was in was a problem. I didn't know how to give and take. I was kind of selfish. I was nervous. And if it was a relationship that I wanted to be in, I did what I had to do to make sure that I was very agreeable, kind, and considerate 
until I got deeper into the relationship and then the real me showed up. Which was that selfish attitude and the ability to want my own way. It was once believed that if a person had an understanding of the three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic, that the person would be successful in life. That's not the case anymore. Many children today don't come to school with respectful attitudes or with a sense of responsibility. That interferes with those three R's. And if you think about it, here's the first two. Respect and responsibility. See, there's actually four. There's actually four, and I'll get into the fourth one a little bit later. The lack of ability to develop meaningful relationships with teachers is one of the biggest problems that students have in school because they don't know how to do it. And because of the, they don't know how to do it, and because teachers look at this thing from an academic standpoint, they don't realize that that relationship is what's going to improve the, the child's ability to function and understand reading, writing, and arithmetic. And some teachers have a hard time developing a relationship with their students. Kids struggle academically and they tend to lack respect for their teachers and they work harder at trying to figure out how to get out of completing assignments than being responsible in completing the assignment. And they have trouble forming relationships and friendships with other kids. This all contributes to the anxiety, the frustration, the tension. You have young kids today who have this problem coming into school. And if they happen to be weak, they could be victims of bullying. If they happen to be a little bit stronger, they could be bullies. The problem that we have is that lots of times these kids would rather be isolated. They'd rather be alone. And we can't be naive to the fact. And we have to realize that the problems didn't start yesterday and society's been changing incrementally for years. Our children and our students need what I call the new three R's, and there's a fourth R that I want to talk about. And we have to help them develop it if they're going to be successful adults. Respect, responsibility, and relationships. Develop those three things and kids will excel socially and emotionally. Now, some kids do develop as good students, without having the ability to form relationships and being respectful and responsible. But in my experience, as they mature, they lack the skills needed to become good workers, marriage partners, and even parents. 
They were cla- they were they're classic underachievers who love knowledge but have a tendency to rub everyone the wrong way and they become so arrogant that they just lose the ability to hold a job or stay married for any length of time. And we're going to be getting into this in detail. This is going to be a little bit of a series that I'm going to continue to talk about because we have to understand how to develop these important skills in our kids and how we can ensure their success in these three vital areas. Now, there's a fourth one, and I'm going to share it. And these qualities will not develop on their own. And they will change our attitude in terms of how we look at kids academically. Without respect, responsibility, and the ability to form relationships, kids are going to have trouble scholastically. I did. We don't, when we have to understand that those three things contribute to a kid's success academically. And it's going to take time. It'll be worth the effort if we want to put it in. The fourth R, which is in my other book, this, this material came from the new three R's in education, respect, responsibility, and relationships. There's another book that I've put out that's called The Real Three R's, Respect, Responsibility, and Resiliency. You see, once kids fall into this problem, once kids get into this problem of not being respectful, not being responsible, and not dealing with relationships, they begin to fall apart and don't have the resiliency to bounce back. And if they're having trouble in school with their peers, they will get bullied. If they're having trouble with their, with their teachers, they're either going to come into school disaffected or they're going to come into school and they're going to be behavior problems. We must develop these three things in our students and we have to help our kids become more resilient as they move forward. There's the real three R's with the fourth R to boot. And we have to make sure kids understand it and teachers understand it. And if I'm an administrator and I go into a room, the one thing that I want to see is I want to see kids and teachers getting along. I want to see kids getting along with their peers. And I want to see kids being respectful. And I want to see them being responsible. Because without that, they will not be successful academically. My name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. I thank you for that. I do. I ask that you go to my website, www.bullyproofclassroom.com, and check out the material that's there. We're going to have an offer going up on the Anti-Bullying Boot Camp. That's going to be coming Five courses that I'm going to be dis- that are worth four hundred and sixty nine dollars. I'm going to be discounting them dramatically. So I need you to keep an eye on that offer, and you have to keep going to the website to understand it. Check out my Facebook page, BullyProofClassroom.com, on Facebook. I ask that you when you get to the website. There's a spot there that says become a patron.
please donate. This, this podcast does not run on its own. It requires time and effort, and I have to make sure that the, the podcast runs smoothly. There's production costs and so on in order to make sure that this thing runs well. Please make a donation to Anti-Bullying 101. You go to the Bullyproof Classroom, it says become a patron. Well, that's all you got to do. You can d- donate a dollar, two dollars, whatever you want, okay, to help us stay afloat. I ask that you do your part in schools and work with kids and help them develop strong relationships, help them become respectful, help them become responsible, and give them the tools that they need to form positive relationships with others. Today is November 1st, 2019. Yesterday was Halloween. It was a great day. Kids had fun. They were out. They didn't do much work in school because they were having Halloween parties and they were doing something called trunk or treat where you, everyone sets their car up almost like tailgating for Halloween candy. Everyone had a ball. They really did. The difficulty comes in is when we try to get them to refocus after they've been involved with, you know, all the partying. And that's the teacher's job, to get them right back, right back on, on the job, focused on their scholastic skills. Once again, my name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. As I said, it is November 1st, 2019. It's a beautiful day, but always remember... You carry your own weather around with you. Have a great day, everybody.